You are tuning into Ritual's Ramp, brought to you by the Sunline Network and distributed by Anchor.fm. And once again, I've got three rants for y'all today and every week on this podcast. They are titled NFL Observations, where I rant about Week 8. My Fantasy, where I rant about my fantasy football team. And the Eagles Nest, where I rant about my beloved Philadelphia Eagles. That's how we do it here, so let's go ahead and get into it. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter, at the underscore underscore richo. All right, so let's open this up once again with NFL observations for week eight. I'm going to start off with this game right here. More of the team, the, the Steelers. They're looking real good. Beat the Ravens. Okay. The Steelers are absolutely looking like the best team in football in all phases. Plain and simple. I don't think they'll go undefeated uh, throughout the entire season. I have a feeling they could lose against the Ravens for like round two or the Bills, possibly, possibly even the Colts or they're, you know, something about like the Washington football team. I don't know. You know, there's always some weird team or some weird matchup where one team, you know, gets the better of the quote unquote hot team. And that could be that matchup. Ravens have got to win that game. You know, way ahead of time. Lamar gave it a shot. Came up short. You got to get a handle of that, man. I know he's still young. He's still, like, kind of getting his groove, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like that excuse can only go so far. You know, because it's not like he's a rookie. He's coming off an MVP. He started off pretty hot in the beginning of the season. I mean, again, now we're at week eight. Halfway through. Lamar Jackson's got to really get a handle. And he's got to win that game. Plain and simple. That's a divisional game, man. You got to win that. If you don't, that's going to end up being your stick for years to come. People are already starting to chatter about, you know, can Lamar win the big game? Can he, you know, make it deep into the playoffs? Or even win a playoff game for that matter. I mean, people are already chattering, man. You got to win that game. So I think round two, I think he's going to come in hot. Let's talk about Vikings upsetting the Packers. I had a funny feeling about this one. Really did. I felt it in my gut that this could happen. But I won't try to pat myself on the back because I did not commit to this possible win for the Vikings. So I need to own that. Whatever. I'll just chalk it up to, you know. Really, I just instinctively always know football. Plain and simple. Vikings needed this win badly, though. I don't think this is a turning point for them, but I think it helps them going into Week 9 and 10 where they're squaring off against the Lions and then the Bears, so they have two more divisional matchups coming up. Packers. You know, this is a team. I've said in the past, I think it was last week, where I was talking about the Bears, okay? And I was like, don't worry, okay? The Bears, the sky's not falling. It's not. Packers, I don't think the sky's falling for them either. But, I mean, you that's another team that needs to win. That's a divisional rival. You know, LaValle and I, we didn't have the Packers coming in to the NFC North, or claiming the NFC North, rather, for the playoffs. 
I don't even know if we had him in, honestly. I can't remember. But because we, we were super high on the Vikings. I'm doubling down on the Bears, meaning. Man, meaning, meaning like this. If more losses keep happening for the Packers, like against the Bucks, like against the uh, the Vikings, I mean, you're allowing the teams to win. So you you it's not like the teams are getting the better, um, like the the teams aren't really winning that you're facing. You know, you're shooting yourself in the foot essentially. You know, it's that same situation where people are like, oh, Rodgers can only do so much. He can only do so much. Okay. That's fine. Rodgers is playing out of his freaking mind. But, I mean, things like this, I, mean, I just, I, it makes me shake my head. It really does. I mean, it's going to be really embarrassing when you lose your playoff spot. Talking with the Packers. And you can scream, yell, pass interference. That pass interference at the end of the game, that cost them the game. Look, again, the Vikings were 1-5 going into this. There's no reason. And the Packers, you know, were 5-1. and one. Packers are looking like they were going to just stomped their way all the way up to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers was looking like he was claiming, like he already got the MVP vote, essentially. And and you still lost. But you lost in the first quarter. You lost in the second quarter, the third quarter. That's the time when you need to be winning this game. I don't care that it came down to... That was a pass interference. That was very... I, I mean, I can't speak even more about how horrible the refereeing has been this year. I'm pretty sure this has been the worst week. I say that every week, I feel like, but these referees just keep proving me wrong. And they're like, hold my beer. I got this. Let's make an even worse week of officiating. But it shouldn't even have to come to that point. It shouldn't have to come to a point of, oh, well, if that call had gone the right way, we would have won. No, you should have won that game way ahead of time. Tua and the Dolphins beat up on the L.A. Rams. Really, it was the Dolphins' defense beat up on the L.A. Rams. But, you know, if you listen to most mainstream media, mainstream sports media, you would have thought Tua played lights out. He threw 12 completed passes, didn't break 100 yards. He got one passing touchdown, rushed for zero yards on two tries. I mean, he played like a typical rookie, which is great. That's fine. Get his feet wet, whatever. Dolphins are four and three. It's a fraudulent four and three. But to hear people talk about this team and Tua being able to claim the AFC East, what? What are you talking? That is an insult to everything Josh Allen and the Bills Mafia stands for. Yeah, I mean, you guys are just disgusting and absolutely. Sick. They're sick. Need to wake up. He played like a rookie quarterback. Plain and simple. He got rocked on his first passing attempt. Barely scratched a win onto the onto his belt. And special teams again. And that Dolphins defense won the game. 
talking about the ASCs like that. You're crazy. People need to wake up for real. Bills are still holding on to the AFC East. This is their this is their division now. Patriots are, are they beat the Patriots. Bills are six and two. They should be five and three. I mean, Patriots honestly probably should have won that game. Cam fumbling the ball cost the team the win. Not a good look for the Patriots. I also saw the Patriots looking for that wild card spot. I think they can get it on an eight and eight entry. They are currently five teams ahead. There are five teams ahead of them for the number three wild card spot currently. And we're halfway through the season. I have faith and undisputable knowledge that two out of those eight teams in front of the Patriots total will stay the same spots that they're in for the AFC wild card hunt. The other five. I don't have faith in. And I think that the Patriots will be able to climb up and get in. Deal with it. Who's being those Steelers, by the way? Let's go back to the Steelers. I don't know. They got a pretty decent match. You know what? I know what I'm doing. Team that's being the Steelers is this this coming up week. This coming up week, week nine, Steelers are losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. Get it, Joe Burrow. Alright, so with this next segment, my fantasy, the sky has fallen. It's fallen down. I lost. After my nice two-game winning streak, I lost. I lost bad. I lost 139-88. Yeah. Nobody except for... My man Keenan Allen decided to show up. Nobody. I mean, Travis Fulgham, he he put up 19 points for me. But Keenan Allen, 21. Landry, 9. Carson Wentz, 9. Jake Elliott, 1. The LA defense, 5. I mean, this was just brutal. That was brutal. Not to mention um, who I was playing against. I had Dalvin Cook, Taysom Hill. Not Taysom Hill, I'm sorry. Tyreek Hill. And of course, uh, the ever so reliable Matt Stafford. I mean, everything pretty much went right for him. Really, Dalvin Cook, 48 points? Like, that dude is insane. Absolutely insane. Anyway. So these are the roster moves I made. Let's talk about that. And let's talk about all the roster moves I did. Drop Jake Elliott because he has a bye week. Dropped AJ Green because he's a bum and I can't stand him. Uh, dropped the LA defense. Forget why, but I did. Picked up Atlanta's defense. Oh, I think I like their matchup better. Cole Beasley. Beasley, excuse me. Picked him up. Picked up uh, Atlanta's kicker. And also picked up uh, the 49ers running back, Hasley. I think there's something crook- cooking over there. I don't, I don't know. Could be just me. But so the Eagles got a bye week this week. So I had to make a lot of moves. I, 
I think I feel pretty good. I feel like 50-50, honestly. I'm going up against Matt, a.k.a. Douche, and... Uh, that, that This should be an interesting one, for sure. Well, let's first look at Week 8 and look at the rest of the league's matchup. So, I did not put up the fewest amount of points. Paul's perfect team and failing GM, who's Mr. Chris Lavalley Lala, Christopher Lala Lavalley, put up 86 points. Wow, talk about a team that did not work out for him. I mean, he had pretty good people. Uh, you know, Tom Brady, 19. Claypool, 13. Yeah, I guess not really. Yeah, no one showed up. Kittle, Edwards Alaire, Fournette. That's a shame. That hurts. Sorry, buddy. Anyway, I didn't put up the fewest amount of points, so that's good. That makes me feel a little bit better. And Matt's team put up 139 points, second most in the league for that week. Ugh, talk about, so just gotten, uh, staying in my 10th spot overall. We got a 10-member team, or a 10-team league. I am rocking the bottom. Just really holding down the fort down there. 2-6 with a 765 total points. Fewest in the league. By a lot. Yeah, pretty much like 100 points. Tanking for Trevor in ninth. Paul's perfect team in 8th. I'm in last place of the whole league and last place in my division. I really don't see any shot on getting into the postseason. Because my, my division is pretty stacked up. Like that loss against Matt's team really hurt. He's four and four, then there's five and three, six, two, and seven one. Lady Justice aboard Landon's wife is killing the fantasy game right now. Absolutely insane. Uh, let's see. All right, so now we're going to go into week nine. Let's see what week nine. I'm, again, like I said, going against the big D. Mr. Matthew the Douche. So, my roster changed. That's what I was talking about. Got Aaron Rodgers, the starting quarterback. Feel good about that. He's going against the 49ers. Keenan Allen, you know, again, got to kind of throw him in there. I feel like that makes the most sense for... Uh, Oh, you know what? I lied. I actually was going to have Keenan Allen, but I actually benched him. I have uh, Devontae Parker. Put him in. Just in case Tua you know, throws to him. I think he's going to throw to him a lot, actually. Going up against Arizona, so I don't think it's a bad pickup. Deontay Harris. Someone I picked up. Um, this guy is, I think, pretty underrated. Like he, He's not a bad... I think he's a pretty solid uh, um, wide receiver. But what he really excels on is special teams. So that's what we're looking for. I think uh, with New Orleans going against Tampa, I think special teams are going to show up in a big way. So hopefully Harris will ball out. He's only projected four points, but I, I, I have a really good feeling about it. Uh, Matt and Sin, running back from Minnesota. See, it sucks having him. Because uh, he kind of gets overshadowed. But, I mean, really, I could just hope for a couple of, you know, end zone rushes. Maybe, maybe some fourth and ones. And then he just breaks through. Uh, also picked up 
I don't know how to say that. Hasty. Jay Hasty. How about that? I'm not even going to try to butcher that name. I apologize. But the 49ers running back um, picked up this dude. Uh, projected at 11 points. So, again, against Green Bay. We'll see how that one works out. Cole Beasley, I told you about before. Then I got Young Hoku. That is a badass name. Atlanta's kicker. And then Atlanta's defense. They're playing Denver. So I don't really see an issue there. I think special teams can show up pretty good uh, for and the defense, obviously. A couple picks would be really nice for Atlanta. That will help me out big time. Fumble recoveries. Right now I'm projected 87 points to Matt's 133 points. Really? I just need Matt's team to... If I have a couple of people click and Matt's team starts to... You know, just really just one person, you know? Uh, I don't know. He's pretty stacked up, actually. Well, he cheats, so there's also that. But, yeah, so that's what I got for my NFL uh, matchup. I, I don't know what the rest of the league looks like. Oh, Lady Justice going against failing GM. This is Christopher LaValle's, like, fifth time, I think, changing his name. He changed it from the owner to now failing GM. He is the GM of the league, and he is kind of failing. I mean, it's a, it is what it is, buddy. I don't, I'm sorry. Thank you for listening to the podcast. But uh, I mean, you're still sitting seventh place. You're pretty much in the. Um, you're in the. Uh, whatever the hell the thing's called, playoffs. Freaking mind blanking out right now. Anyway, that's what I got. My fantasy. Let's talk about the Eagles. All right, now let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Three, four, and one. Okay. On to a two-game winning streak for the Birds. That's what I like. One play towards the end of the game, though. Definitely looked like someone was down. Refs just wanted to let it run and let the defense score. So, whatever, I'll take it. You know, as much as, again, at this point, I'm not surprised anymore. You know, it's also... You know, you get this one, and then you also have the uh, the same thing that happened on the Monday night game with the Bucks and the um, Giants. You know, you want these these refs to either. I mean, everyone complains about the replay. You know, oh, you're taking too long to replay. Then they start making decisions on their own. You know, for the quickness of the game, and then you don't like that either. Look, the referees suck. No matter what they do, if they look at the replay, they take too long. If they make their own calls, they take too long. Or it's the bad, worst call, bad call, whatever you want to call it. I don't care anymore. Look, call it whatever you want. Um, dude should have been down. That should not have been a um, fumble return for a touchdown. But whatever. If people want to help out the Eagles, go right ahead. I'm not going to really complain about it too much. So, um, All right, so let's talk about this. This game, right? Let's talk about Carson Wentz. I like talking about Carson Wentz. I like making people either upset or just shake your head or nod your head even. Because I've said it before, all right? If you want the facts of living life like a Philadelphia Eagles fan and what everybody else in Philadelphia is thinking, you're listening to the right podcast because I'll tell you how it is. Plain and simple. I've talked to 
two other Eagle fans about Carson Wentz. And recently, like within the week, and both have said, bench him. Bench him and start Jalen Hurts. And it just, it, it made me shake my head and just go, what's your reasoning? Like, what, what, why? They're 3-4-1. and one. Again, on a two-game winning streak right now. And you're still that bitter and that mad at Carson Wentz for not starting off the year with an MVP season to bench him? That confuses me. That it absolutely boggles my mind. You guys are stupid. I've, I've called Eagle fans out before, but you're stupid. But, kind of going a little backwards on it, though. I understand certain points. Dude's leading the league in interceptions. That needs to stop. Got a soundbite from Mr. Carson Wentz. Talking about how he's going to continue to play aggressive, aggressively and help his receivers get opportunities to make plays. Okay. Okay. Let me let me say something real quick, Carson. Let me see something. Um that's stupid. Plain and simple, buddy. Um, you're a baller, okay? You make the plays. You don't know these players as well as your starting lineup, alright? So I feel like having that mentality of you know, I'm just gonna air it out. And they'll make the plays. Or I'm going to thread it. And there, there was a one pass where he throws it. Or there's one pick. I think it was his first pick, actually. He threw it into, it was either double or triple coverage. Regardless, there was a lot of um, Cowboys in that end zone area where he was trying to get the ball. I want to say it to Fulgham. I don't think it was Rager. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm trying to remember, and I can't. I'm sorry. But regardless... That play would have still happened even if he was thrown to Deshaun Jackson. If it was um, any, really anybody. It could have been Zach Ertz. That, that the same results would have happened. You don't throw the ball like that. You know, to me, when I heard, when I see the game, all right, when I watch the game, to me, it looks like Carson Wentz is trying to show off. Like, he's trying to prove something. That he's still, like, a top 10 or a top 5. And it, I just don't... I think there's there's more important things that, than that. Like, it shouldn't matter. You don't... I've said this before. You don't need to make the big bomb plays. You don't need to make those impossible throws. We already know you can do that. Everybody in the league knows you can do that. How about you just keep, just play the game. Play smart. You know, I know you're hearing everybody talk about how you hold the ball too long. Throw, throw it away. Throw it at somebody's feet for crying out loud. Avoid the sack. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. Um, The defense is clicking. Defense is looking good. They've looked good for the past three weeks. Now it could be because of the the teams we're playing up we were playing against, but they're looking great. You know? That front four? Monstrous. We're not letting 
too big of plays. I don't even know. I, I can't remember the biggest play that they've let sneak by them. So, defense is clicking. Rely on that. Work on that. And above all else, this all, this all also falls down onto Doug Peterson, too. He's got to be able to to communicate that to Carson Wentz and be like, yo, trust in the defense, they're, they're clicking, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can relax a little bit. And if Carson is not executing that, then that's on Carson. If Dougie Fresh is not communicating that, then that's on Dougie Fresh. Regardless, I mean, it, look, again, I'm complaining about a team because of 3-4-1. They're ahead of they're um they're leading the league in the NFC or leading the their division. So again, can't really complain about it. You know, the uh it, it just again with Carson it just doesn't make sense to me to I don't it's not something I want to hear my card quarterback talk about or say. I don't think this is the time to do that. I really don't. The Giants almost beat Tom Brady. Washington football team are figuring things out, and they're going to be a new force the last eight weeks of the season. So all I'm saying is I'm hoping this aggressive mentality won't end up biting him in the ass, and it will favor the team in a big way because – if you keep having that aggressive mentality and you're not playing the long game, the long ball, whatever you want to call it, you're not playing for that, you know, that playoff spot, really. You could lose your spot. These other teams could sneak up. I don't think the Giant, the Cowboys are done. The, these guys are absolutely done. Now they're talking about bringing on a practice squad. Uh, two rookie practice squads or something like that, quarterbacks, because they're done with Ben. I mean, they they don't know what the hell they're doing over there. I don't think they're going to self-correct at all. The Dak and Andy uh, hits, hurts, uh, whatever, injuries were a bigger impact than I think anybody and also this team thought it was going to be. So Cowboys are done. They're last place in the division. Whatever. The Giants and the uh, Washington football team can come back. And they can make it pretty competitive. So, again, Carson, calm down. Just play some smart football, please. We got Eagles got a bye week this week, so that's great. Hopefully that will allow some people to get healthy and, you know, just relax a little bit, you know. Um, my next uh, next week's Eagles Nest segment will basically be predictions and more speculations about the Week Ten game, which is going to be Eagles versus Giants. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Richard's Rant. I want to thank you all for taking the time and checking out everything we're doing here on the Sideline Network. Please make sure, again, you follow me on Twitter at the underscore underscore Richo. Have a great week. Be safe. I'll rant at you some more next week. Hashtag Joe Burrows.